You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar, broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network. Got a great show for you today. Later on, of course, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. We'll also have App of the Week. And uh, we'll be talking with the folks over at Adobe about the Creative Cloud. Many people might be familiar with uh, things like Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Premiere. Well, the new way that people are using software is that uh, they're not purchasing the software. They're... they're uh, doing a subscription. So we'll under, try to understand what that's all about, the benefits, the pros, the cons, and uh, it'll be interesting. It's like Netflix for software. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Some people really like it. Yeah. Some, pe- some people really don't like it. Yeah, it's called SaaS, Software as a Service. So we'll uh, talk to the folks at Adobe and get the lowdown on the uh, Creative Cloud 2015 edition. Really interesting uh, week in uh, the tech news. Uh, I talked a little bit uh, with Jill Bennett this morning on her show but uh, all sorts of hacking going on. We're seeing more and more of this in the in the news, and uh, I think it really is a wake-up call for a lot of uh, not only companies out there, but people as well when it comes to protecting their own uh, personal and private information. You know, the one that uh, I, I found interesting, uh, this family uh, in Ontario, uh, just north of uh, London, Ontario, uh, they were in their house, and uh, they have a, a video camera monitoring their uh their child baby monitor baby monitor and it started playing music and uh, a voice came on it saying they're being watched this is so probably... someone hacked into their baby monitor video camera and was watching them exactly they really freaked them out they put eerie music on first so you can imagine being a parent with your baby and all of a sudden you're like what is what is that music because these baby monitors have two-way um speakers yeah. and and a microphone so if the baby cries you could hear the baby, say, on your smartphone, and then you would go up there or you could open up the app and see if they're okay, or you can go up there and uh, see them or even talk to them, sing a lullaby all through these baby monitors. And we've covered this before. But what happened was somebody had infiltrated into that internet connection, started playing their own little music on the speaker that was on the baby monitor, and started talking that, telling them that they've been, they're being watched. That That's, is creepy. That is freaky. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, it just goes to show you that a lot of people aren't really locking down their home routers. Yeah. And again, routers are these devices inside homes. If you've got an internet connection, you've got a router. It's the, the little device, the box that splits off the internet connection. Uh, typically, they're Wi-Fi routers, so you've got uh, the wireless internet in your home. Uh, and it allow all the computers, laptops, and there's so many other devices now that are internet connected to share that uh, Connection. The problem, though, with a lot of routers, especially the ones that are a few years old, is that they're not very well protected. Out of the box, they don't really uh, come with great security. They have a, like a basic username and password that pretty well anyone could get into. So, uh, you know, typically for the username, it's admin or administrator, and the password is either blank or password. And so, you know, anyone with half a, a brain can get into those those routers and start looking around your network. The first thing is though, Mike, they have to get into your Wi-Fi network to yes. get into your router settings. Yep. So imagine if you have your Wi-Fi signal is not locked, so you're not putting a password in to, to get that connection. And a lot of people aren't. And a lot of people don't. What happens then is somebody could go into there, go into your router settings, like you said, it says admin is usually your admin, and then password is usually the password. And then you can get into that settings and then take control of the router. So what a lot of router manufacturers are doing, and I know Netgear does this because we've covered their routers on, on the show, um, 
on the backside, they create their own wireless network and password. So it's already locked down now because they realize that people weren't putting passwords on. They just, oh, I'm online, and they don't think about it after that. But anybody that drives by your house who can get into your network can then piggyback off your internet connection and do some damaging things. This case is uh, an example of what you could do once you get into those router settings. Well, so many people are getting these cameras, these webcams now that have this capability. You know, you can... They're like home monitoring cameras, right? So you set them up. They're connected to your internet connection, and they're convenient. They're great. You can get an app for your smartphone or check on your laptop or computer at work and see what the kids are doing. Yes. But so can the hackers if they get into your... Anytime you connect to the internet, you are opening an avenue for hackers to get in. And that's why security is so important when you are going to you know, install these different devices. And we, we know the connected home is just around the corner. We're seeing connected deadbolt locks where you can just walk up to your door and the Bluetooth of your phone will tell your lock to just open the door. But again, hackers can get into that as well. So it, it's just one of those case in points that um, as you're putting more and more stuff in, you really got to look at your router. Your router is like the matrix of your entire internet connection. It's the gateway. It is. And you really need to invest in a good one and get to understand how it works because there's a lot of cool things you can do on the new routers right now. Parental controls, you could actually lock certain devices from accessing the internet at certain times. So if your kids stay up at night on their iPhones, you could disable it during a certain period of time. And a lot of people don't know that, and it's because they don't familiarize themselves with their routers. The, the router is actually the new door to your house. Exactly. And so like your door at night, you want to lock that. Same with the router. You want to make sure that's locked down as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some quick tips here for the listeners out there, uh, and you'll want to check this with your Wi-Fi router. Make sure that the password security is turned on. Don't use a stupid password yes. like 1234 or your cat's name. You know, actually put some thought into it so it's going to be difficult for someone to guess mm -hmm. it uh, or use some of the software that's out there that actually will start guessing the, uh, the passwords as, as well. Another thing that... Uh, works very well is that uh, there's something on these Wi-Fi routers called SSID. It's basically the identifier for what your router's name is. And, you know, a lot of people name their router clever little names. Well, you can actually turn that off so that there's no name. You will know it. You'll have to type it in if you want someone else to access the network. But then it's not broadcasting that name out there, so it's much more difficult for a hacker to know that your Wi-Fi system is available. Mm -hmm. So on top of making sure that you've got Wi-Fi security turned on, you've got a you know a great password on there. You then have to make sure that the password and username for your your router as well, you know, to get into the settings has got, you know, a decent username and password that no one can guess. And of course, if you have a router that is 3 or 4 years old, I think it's a good time to go to like London Drugs and look at the new routers because the price points are really good. Plus they have the new frequency bands. AC is the new fastest speed one. I don't think a lot of people have it in their homes, but all these new devices support AC technology. So that's another reason why you would want to spend anywhere from $100 to $250, depending on your home. But get a new router. It's going to give you better internet connection, especially if you have one of those gateway devices that you get from your ISP, which is a modem router hybrid. Yeah. Those typically don't work as well as an independent router. And they don't have the, the same security features and like apps where you could actually go in and change your router settings right from your phone rather than have to do it on a computer. All the new routers, Belkin, D-Link, Netgear, they all make these great you know, features that are very user-friendly as well. So much like your door, you know that it has to be locked. Same with your router. Make sure that you go in and check that. 
and that it is locked down properly. Not only the Wi-Fi passwords, but the actual router username and password as well. You know, there's a couple things going on there. We're going to have to take a break, but we've got uh, a great guest on coming up next, uh, Paul Tranny. He's the Senior Worldwide Creative Cloud Evangelist over at Adobe. If you're familiar with uh, Adobe's products like Photoshop, Premiere, uh, Illustrator, we're going to get the lowdown on uh, the whole new subscription service, how it works, and uh, why you should uh, be looking at it. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. <clears throat> You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. In a little while, we'll be going open line, taking your tech calls and questions. We'll also be giving away uh, a Rome Mobility Sim to one of the uh, lucky callers. It'll allow you, with the right plan, to... Uh, Save a truckload of money if you're uh, traveling down in the United States or even Mexico, mm-hmm. for that matter. So get your dialing fingers uh, ready. We'll also be getting App of the Week with Christina later on in the uh, hour. We're periscoping this uh, show, too. Uh, for those listeners who don't know what uh, I'm talking about, uh, Twitter has come out with a, a video streaming app called Periscope. Live Plus, video streaming. Live video streaming. Uh, works with iPhones, iPads, uh, Android devices. And uh, you can actually uh, find us at Get Connected Now through the Periscope app or uh, online uh, as well through uh, Twitter. And you can see us uh, video. In the flesh. In the flesh. Dream come true. (laughs) Well, maybe not for everyone. On the line right now, we've uh, got a guest. His name is Paul Tranny. He's the Senior Worldwide Creative Cloud Evangelist over at uh, Adobe. Here to talk about the Creative Cloud. Thanks for joining us today, Paul. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you, Mike. It's good to be here. So I think uh, a lot of our listeners are uh, probably familiar with uh, some of your products like Photoshop, Premiere, Illustrator. Uh, in the past, uh, if uh, they wanted to take advantage of those, uh, they would go uh, either to the store and purchase uh, the software or download it uh, online. Uh, but now uh, we're looking more at uh, subscription-type models, software as a service. Uh, explain to our listeners how that works with, uh, with you guys. Yeah, so just to clear the air, it's like you would get Photoshop, and it works just like it always has. So it's not like it's not like an online version, although you will download it from online. And uh, so it's Creative Cloud gives you access to Photoshop, to Illustrator, After Effects. Like there are new boundaries when it comes to the software, which I love, and I feel like we've added so much to it, and we don't, you know, it doesn't change the price for anyone, but it just kind of makes it really easy and simple. And also what it does is, um, my job is fun, but I used to be able to show off features and tease people for like a year before we released those features, and now people get them right away. So we have an update, you know, your content aware, fill or move or whatever, we give it to you right away. Just all you have to do is update software. So that's kind of the gist of it. Just so listeners understand uh, just how that the pricing works now, like typically in the past, uh, you know, and again, these are professional products, so uh, you know they're a little bit more money. Uh, so, like Photoshop, you might be paying five, six, seven hundred dollars um, to have the software. But now they would pay a monthly subscription. What are the price ranges on that? Yeah, so um, roughly, so there's a photography plan, which is awesome, by the way. So it gives you, you know, Photoshop, Lightroom, some other services as well. That's ten ten dollars a month, month or thirteen Canadian. Uh, which is awesome because again, you don't have to worry about forking out seven hundred dollars. It's literally just ten bucks a month. And then if you want all of the apps, that's closer to like fifty dollars a month 
Canadian. But that's that's I, I know that sounds like a lot of money, but um, you know if you, if you looked at purchasing all that software before, that would have been thousands of dollars. Yeah, and honestly, what do people do? They just pirate. I pirated. I'm going to be honest. Maybe, I, but you know, like people pirate the stuff because I couldn't afford it back in the day. So I think I had a pirated version, which you know only worked like so well. But uh, I just I feel like my conscience is clear. It gives me a low barrier to entry. You know, I can get into the graphic design field for ten bucks a month, up to fifty dollars a month which is pretty awesome. Paul, you make a great point about the piracy of Adobe products because I know the cloud subscription service, I believe if memory serves me correct, came around 2012. And before that, everybody, and I mean everybody, was pirating Adobe software. And what happened was the people that were pirating it actually are now the people that subscribe to it because what they found, and that was the issue about the pirated versions where new new upgrades would come or new updates and features, but because you had a pirated version, you couldn't take advantage of that. And that's why a lot of people are moving, especially to the $50 a month for the entire creative suite, creative cloud suite. It really has changed and and was, I guess, the dream of of what Adobe was thinking about taking the people that were playing around with their software on a pirated level and making them subscribers and customers for Adobe products. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you could say the same thing happened even with music, because if you take, I, you know, everybody used to, like, there was, what was the, you know, everybody used to download MP3s for yeah. free. I don't remember those apps that did that, but... Napster. Now, if, you just get, if you just Napster, thank you, just give me an easy way to get it, and I'll pay. You know, I don't want to, but if, if you know... If there's an easy way to pay, I'll do it. And that's kind of where we're at now, which is cool. So I sleep better at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, an interesting thing, too, uh, obviously, you know, having uh, a subscription base now, it, it works across a number of different platforms. So, uh, you know, people can get it for, uh, you know, Windows PCs, Macs. Uh, but from what I understand as well, uh, you can get these apps on, uh, you know, your tablets now, too. Yeah, exactly. And provided they are, you know, we can talk about, say, Photoshop Mix, for instance. It's not the full running Photoshop, because that's just not possible, but we're doing something amazing with it. So Photoshop Mix allows you to do some photo editing, you know, and some sort of layering of photos or whatever. But we can do processing, that hardcore processing, that heavy lifting that Photoshop usually does. Well, that's what we do. We could send that process to our servers that are running Photoshop and return those results. Because honestly, your iPad or phone is not powerful enough to do that, but that's how we take care of that. And it's, I think that is just really cool. And then, you know, you can do some basic editing on your iPad, send it to Photoshop, so when you get back to your desk, it's actually already open in Photoshop, like ready for you to, like, work more with. So we have a number of those apps that do that, which are really exciting. Um, like Adobe Comp, I don't know if you know about Adobe Comp CC, allowing me to create layouts on an iPad just using finger gestures, and then I can send that to Illustrator or send it to Photoshop or send it to InDesign for a print layout, and then start you know working on it that way. So. Uh, the the ones uh, the apps for the iPad, uh, do you have to subscribe to the Creative Suite to use those? You do need an Adobe ID. Yeah. So yes, you could get a trial, you know, and try it out for thirty days. But yeah, that's that's the short of it because. You know, hopefully you're sending it to your desktop and you have Photoshop on your desktop. Uh, Paul, we got a couple of minutes oh. left. I, I understand you guys have also got into the whole stock photo business. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's really cool and actually really seamless. Um, so in general, like literally from Photoshop, I can launch Adobe Stock. And provided, you know, there's a different plan that includes 
all of the apps, including Adobe Stock, for like 80 bucks a month. So that gives you, you know, 10 images. 10 images but the thing is, it gives you access to 40 million images. And uh, it wants, so this is the company Photolia we bought a couple months ago. But the, the cool thing is, is I can, from Photoshop, jump out to Adobe Stock and, and sync that photo directly to Photoshop. So, and I can even, say, download a watermarked version, put that in my layout, do all the manipulations I want to, and then if, if I decide that I want to buy it, it's literally a right click, and then it gets replaced. Oh. I don't have to go through and do all those manipulations to it again to the full-res version. It just replaces it, which is really cool. Where can uh, people find out more information about this? Yeah. Uh, honestly, if you just go to adobe.com, that's the easiest thing to do. And, uh, you know, I just encourage people to create, you know, just try it out. Just do a trial version. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention as well. Um, we also have something called Creative Sync, or, or basically wherever, when that, that image got downloaded to your library, well, you can put all of your images or any of your logos, any of your things that you want in that library, and that library gets synced across Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, After Effects. So you never, you're always pulling from that same library, and you always know you have the correct logo. And you can share that library with someone else, and everybody is pulling from that same library all ready for them, ready to go in whatever app they want. So that's... That's another really cool, exciting thing from a production standpoint that I appreciate. Well, obviously, we'll save uh, a lot of time and keep everyone in uh, the same uh, same sync. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining us today. Definitely. Thanks. That, that was Paul Tranny, Senior Worldwide Creative Cloud Evangelist over at uh, Adobe. When we come back from the break, Andy's going to tell us about the contest this week. It is awesome, a fantastic prize. And we'll also be going open line, 604-280-9898, 1-877-399-9898. We'll be back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo with Andy Barrar. We're going to go open line now, taking your tech calls and questions. Here's the phone numbers. 604-280-9898. We've also uh, got a couple things going on. One of the lucky callers today will win a Rome Mobility SIM for your Android or iPhone device. These are great little SIM cards uh, that you can take with you while you're traveling. Works on unlocked phones down the U.S., even Mexico for that matter. And you can load them up with uh, plans that will save you a truckload of money. Like it, it saved me, it has saved me thousands oh, of dollars over yeah. the past few years. Oh, I know. And it's cool. Um, this, this prize we're giving also comes with three-day talk, text, and data. So if you're traveling for maybe a weekend trip, if you win this prize, it's already preloaded. So you're going to have a, a great time. You're going to basically get a U.S. number, and then you can use U.S. data and you're going to pay like almost nothing for yeah. it. It's such a But it comes idea. with three days free. Exactly. This, this, this prize that we have comes with three days free. Call in. One of the callers will uh, let uh, you know at the end of the show. going to jump here to Dave on the line. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I um, just recently upgraded my Shaw router. Yep. And I have a, an external hard drive hooked onto it. Yeah. Well, it's no longer seeing it along my along my network. Like I use it to uh, stream out to uh, my Blu-ray player. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for some reason, it's very intermittent. I talked to Shaw, and they can't seem to figure it out. And uh, a couple things: um, is it a USB uh, hard drive, or is it uh, like an Ethernet? Are you plugged right into the router? 
Uh, no, it's an Ethernet right into the router itself, eh? It's like, yeah, it's like a cloud uh, cloud router or cloud uh, device. Sounds yeah, like a NAS. Uh, yeah, so it's a network attached storage drive. What brand is it? Western Digital. Western Digital. Um, did you ever lose, uh, uh, load software on any of your devices before? You're like uh, laptops just, or computers for it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about that particular mm-hmm. one, but uh, typically when you um, set it up, you can uh, load up some software uh, on one of your PCs or Macs that will allow you to go in and uh, check the settings on uh, the actual hard drive itself. Um, you'll also maybe want to go into your Shaw router and check to make sure that uh, it's you know available to be shared as well. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Well, well, just you know, low hanging fruit. Of course, turn that device off your your uh, hard drive if it has a plug, and it should. If it is a, a NAS, a network yeah. attached storage, and then also um, reset your router as well, because sometimes it loses connection. So what you would want to do is first reset your router, make sure that it's running, you got Wi-Fi and everything's going on. Then a connect, again, um, your NAS, your network attached storage through the Ethernet connection, and it should pick up that ID. If you're using a Windows computer, go into the, the network settings over there, and it should come up. And usually the IP is like 10.1.0, something like that, um, for the NAS is when it's an internal network, and see if that comes up from there. If not, you would have to go to the Western Digital um, website and in the forum page put your model of your of what uh, hard drive you have on and hopefully there is some someone had that issue and they would resolve it so it's really trying to determine where the problem is is it the network is it the hard drive is it the hard drive um is it just the setting your network settings inside your entire home network Mm -hmm. and so once you can isolate that that problem then you'll know what the solution is yeah so the challenge is you know typically with these uh you know External hard drives, uh, the network attached storage ones. Yeah. Um, you know, there's software you can load onto your PC or Mac uh, to find it and look at it. But he's trying to access content on his Blu-ray player, so yeah. you don't have that ability. And it's not coming up in his network. No. So, so, and I've had that problem too, where suddenly it disappears off mm-hmm. your network. I have a network attached storage um, in my network. Yeah. At home. And sometimes it disappears, and then it just reappears. And so I'm always trying to like <laughs> same what, with mine. What will happen? Yeah. I, I know, and I don't know why. Things get but too it on. does come back, yeah. Eventually, so. so and you know another thing: try turning everything off and on again. Yeah. I know that sounds stupid, but I find that works sometimes. Exactly. Going to jump here to uh, Dale. Hey, Dale. Hey, Dale. Are you there? Yes, Dale is uh, lost there for a moment. Uh, we're going to jump over to Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi, guys. Hi. How you doing? Good. Great show as usual. Thank you. Um, internet uh, question. Um, we've got a three-story fo- three house. It's yeah. uh, radiant heating, so we've got concrete in the floors. Fantastic. <laughs> and um, so I've got uh, three kids, my wife and myself, and a couple of tenants. And I'm just wondering what your suggestion is for getting that signal throughout the house. I know that there's some plug-in <laughs> options. You know, um, we could put, put one in each kid's room, or, or would you just go with a stronger you know, router. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and it uh, looks like you've got your work cut out for you there. Uh, what kind of router are you using now? Um, geez, good question. Is it an older one? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a D link, you know, came basically with, with Shaw. Yeah. System, so it's, it's fairly old, I would think four years. 
Yeah, you know what I would do, uh, and I've run into this issue in my home. Uh, I would look at some of those new Netgear routers, like the dual band or the tri band routers, yep. uh, the the AC ones. Uh, not all your devices will be that AC standard, but it's backwards compatible. But at least when you're getting new devices, they're going to work even better with it. You're going to find that it's going to extend the range quite a bit inside your home. Might not get as far as you want because you've got all those other issues uh, as well. Uh, another device that Netgear makes are these little power line adapters. Uh, and these are fantastic because they basically uh, work with the copper wiring in your home through your electrical. Yeah. So you uh, basically can buy these for you know whatever room you want. Uh, one will go near the router, uh, and you know with a hardline Ethernet connection into it and into your power outlet. And then you can put one of these uh, in whatever room you want, a secondary one, and you're going to get a really strong internet connection. There's even one that has uh, Wi-Fi. As yep. well. Yeah. So it's a power line adapter. You'll have an Ethernet connection, which is super strong, but it'll also extend the Wi Fi connection in whatever area you want as well. Yes. And the cool thing about the power line adapters is they, you buy them in a pair, but if you buy another pair of the exact same model, now you can put it all through your house. So you just have the main one that's close to your router, and then from there, you can send internet through your electrical wiring grid to another room and he also mentioned that he had a tenant and i have a great suggestion what you should do using the power line is you buy another little router it can be just a small entry level one and then you you hook the power line into their suite and from there hook the the router to it and create an an independent separate wi-fi network just for them They'll love it. They're going to love it. They have their own little Wi-Fi. They can create their own password. And it'll be a strong connection. And it's going to be super strong because it's basically as if you had your coming out of the wall into the router right there. And so they'll be very, very happy with that. And, of course, if you have a three-level story house, try to keep your router on the middle floor so that it can spread um, up and down. But combine some power line. If you're going to go directly into a laptop, you can't beat it. And... um, for a lot of people, they just don't know that that exists, the power line solution. But it's, it's one of it's the, probably the best way to go. It is. It's just a solid connection. I know there's a lot of these Wi-Fi range extend, extenders. Yeah. They work most of the time, but it's kind of... It's a hit and miss. Hit and miss, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but power line, it's, um, it's the best way because it's really like having an Ethernet cord that's going all through your house into the other room. So you get super fast speeds. And the new Netgear ones that you mentioned, they're doing gigabit speeds now too. So if you're trying to stream in 4K on Netflix, you could actually do that now through the electrical grid of your home through uh, power line adapters. So a lot of the stuff we've been talking about might sound a little gibberish because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking fast here. But go to the Netgear website, uh, the Nighthawk routers, the dual band and tri band uh, ones, and look up the power line adapters as well. And uh, hopefully that'll be a little more clear for you. When we come back from the break, more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this, you're back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy here. We're open line, taking your calls and questions. One of our callers will win a Rome Mobility Sim with a three-day talk, text, and data plan for the U.S. Fantastic prize. Works uh, with Android phones and, and iPhones. Uh, and we also have a fantastic main prize as well. Yeah, this is probably one of the best prizes we've given all year. We're giving a one-year subscription to Adobe Creative Cloud 2015. That means you're getting the entire professional suite. You know, people out there pay big money. It's actually a $600 value prize, and you're going to get Adobe Photoshop, Adobe Premiere. You're going to get Adobe InDesign, uh, Adobe Illustrator, After Effects, like the entire creative suite. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and enter and win on the contest page for the Adobe Creative Cloud 2015. 
Gonna jump here to the phones again. We've got Dale on the line. Hey, Dale. Hey, how are you? Good. I purchased a, uh, a WF3640 after listening to your program about a month ago, and I'm having difficulty with it. Uh, I've got it set up Wi-Fi, and it connects to the phone and my iPad perfect. Yes. But on my iMac, I, can, I need to download almost every time I need to use it. For example, I was able to print on Thursday. Friday, it wouldn't print. This morning, it wouldn't print. I downloaded all the drivers again, and I'm printing, but it's not holding. It's not holding the uh, the drivers. So it, it's just it's not getting that connection with it when you're trying to print it, from it, your Mac. Yeah, it comes up. It says printer not connected. Yeah, okay. So that's one thing that drives me crazy with some of these Wi-Fi printers. For whatever reason, sometimes... It just gets. I have this issue in my house. Uh, I used to have it a lot mm-hmm. uh, with my Epson printer. Um, so what's happening is um, your printer. It's on your network. It's Wi-Fi, so it needs a, a network address from yeah. the router. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it's losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in some, you know, if you want a quick fix, I know this sounds crazy. Just shut the router off and turn it on again. Nine times out of ten, the printer is going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, for a more permanent fix, what you want to do is uh, go in. Uh, to your router settings, and so I know some people are a little nervous about this, but um, it's not as complicated as it sounds. Find out how to get into your router, find your username and password, um, and then you can actually assign um, your printer a a hard uh, IP address. Uh, you'll need to find out what the MAC address is for your Epson printer. You can either go through the settings uh, on your MAC, hopefully it's connected, and it'll be able to tell you the MAC address. If not, uh, a lot of times the MAC address is uh, on the box of the printer or on the unit itself uh, on the bottom. Uh, and in, in your settings, in your router, you can actually assign a hard IP address to that printer. And then hopefully it won't get disconnected. There's much. another way. Uh, okay. that, that's, a good, that's a good solution. Another way is because this, th- that workforce printer basically has a, a network card inside it. Yes. So it's trying to connect to your network. But what you could do is connect it to your network on the router level. So you attach it because it has a USB port. You can, if you have a newer router, you can attach it to USB to your router and then create it as a networked printer from that sense. Yeah. So you're not necessarily having an IP address, but it is being connected into your entire network. That's if his router is near his printer. That's true. Of yeah. course, you're going to have to have your router near. Um, <clears throat> but that's a great solution. It's something I was uh, just trying over the weekend as well. I have an old, old printer. And um, I think I've lost the drivers or I forgot where I put, stored it. So I'm worried that I might not find those drivers, but I was going to create it as a network printer. Yeah. And that means any device that connects to my wireless network should be able to connect to that printer. So that's another way you could try as well, if your router is close to your printer. So, no, uh, Dale, I know we talk fast <laughs> on the show here, and we're spitting out a bunch of answers, but uh, I know I think we have his email address. Yes, I know. I think I did get Dale's email, and I asked him to call the show. So if you have, um, give it a try, and just email us back and see if uh, you had any luck, and we'll try to help you out. There. Yeah, we'll uh, troubleshoot over uh, email. But uh, I am familiar with that issue, and I think a lot of people are with their uh, Wi-Fi printers. We're going to have to take a, a break. I want to announce uh, the winner there. It's actually Dale mm-hmm. for the Roll Mobility Sim. So uh, congratulations. You get a talk and text and data plan for three days and the Sim card to uh, use it down in the uh, U.S. When we come back from the break, we will be talking with Christina Stoyanova about the app of the week. You're listening to Get Connected brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. 
You're back with Get Connected, Mike and Andy, broadcasting live across the Chorus Radio Network. You can also listen to us online through the Chorus Radio app, available in the Google Play Store and uh, the Apple App Store. In studio, Christina Stoyanova with App of the Week. What do you got? I have an app for Android this week, which I'm sure will make Andy happy because he's always asking for Android apps. <laughs> uh, it's called Twilight. Twilight. Yes. And is this uh, to follow along with the movies? No, you know no. what? It has nothing to do with the movies, thank goodness. <laughs> so this app will actually help you get a better night's sleep. So what it does is, actually one of our uh, Get Connected team members told me about this this week. I'd been on my computer till midnight and then had such a hard time falling asleep because, of course, the uh, bright blues and whites on your screen actually disrupt your circadian rhythms. Uh, they've actually done studies to prove this and will actually make it more difficult for you to fall asleep. So this app is uh, for your phone or your Android tablet. And what it does is throughout the day, as the day progresses, it softly applies a red filter to cut down on the bright blues and whites as the day wears on so that your body's not being disrupted as it gets into the evening um, from those lights. Really? Yes. Sounds, sounds weird. Like, so by the end of the night, you can't even read your screen anymore? No, You're no, like you in a submarine? No. As I said, it's a soft red. Okay. Uh, and so, have you seen it? Yeah. And does it look like your well, phone I, is covered think, in blood or something? No. Don't be silly. No. I think, it. of course, it's going to be an adjustment if you're used to those uh, bright whites. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, if that means you're getting a better night's sleep, I think it might be worth it. But can you still read the screen? Yes, of course. But is I mean, is that going to look weird? Like, what if you're watching a movie or something? Everything's red. Why? Why are you watching a movie on your tablet late at night? Watch t the TV. No, but a lot of people like watch stuff on their tablets now. Yes, I understand. But honestly, this does disrupt your sleep. They've actually shown that it takes you up to an hour to fall asleep after you've been staring at a screen like a computer or tablet really? or like, phone screen yes that's interesting i'm just so exhausted i pass out yeah i don't think it works out that way for most people like okay. i said it happened to me this week and i was exhausted that day but i could not fall asleep for the life of me so the twilight app for android turns your screen red it doesn't turn your screen <laughs> red <laughs> no okay it just applies a soft red filter give it a try before you knock it Okay, I, I will have a look at it. and It's available on Google Play and it's free. It's free. Yes. And so why is it free? Like, how are these people making money? You know, Mike, let's email them and find out. Do you have to get the morning version where it starts <laughs> turning your screen back to normal? No, so what it does is it actually works based on the time of sunrise and sunset in your area and will actually calculate based on that how to uh, apply that red filter so in the morning it'll be brighter than in the evening okay i will check it out it sounds a little wacky but may maybe i'll get better sleep i don't know yes maybe you will Did, are you getting better sleep well i don't have android devices and i looked for something equivalent on apple devices and yeah. so far i've only found one for my macbook which i guess is a step in the right direction um, but apple has all of those things locked down they don't want you messing with the ability of your phone to be... Because it's dangerous. How is it dangerous? Oh, I don't know. If you turn your screen red. Better sleep is better for everyone. <laughs> fewer car accidents. <laughs> fewer grumpy parents in the morning. Okay, this could be true. Thank you very much, Christina. <laughs> the uh, The contest one more time, Andy. 
giving away, and this is probably our best contest this year, giving away a one-year subscription to Adobe Creative Cloud 2015. That means you're getting Photoshop, Premiere, InDesign, After Effects, uh, what else? Can't even Everything. 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 Under the sun, under the Adobe sun. Just go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and enter on our contest page for the Adobe Creative Cloud 2015 edition. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Of course, uh, my co-host, Andy Barrar, Christina Stoynova, for coming in and uh, telling us about the great apps uh, every week and for periscoping for us today as well. Uh, a little shaky maybe, but overall not bad. And also Kenji uh, on the controls, making it all happen. This is Mike, Andy, Christina logging off. We'll see you again next week.